This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. This is episode number 91 of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look at some softcore crime. I'm your boy, Leroy, coming at you straight out of the closet with a couple tales of 911 calls that, well, let's just say they were not emergencies. It's going to be a silly, jolly good time as usual. I didn't tell you guys this, but I just went on a trip to Mexico, and I'm back, baby. I went there with the family. It was nice. I'm refreshed. And ready to kick some ass in the podcast world again, baby. I ate a lot of questionable food and drank lots of booze. The cerveza, I mean the service, was a wonderful. And I'm not mentally refreshed either, now that I think about it. I was hanging around a lot of strangers. Too many people, actually. And I'm a loner at heart, so it was exhausting. Anyway, I'm ready to focus on my podcasting career now. And I need a vacation from my vacation. (laughs) That is probably that overused but accurate line that I'm looking for. If you care to hear more about my trip, I'll be talking about it a little more extensively with my bro Jack Luna on our next Luna Bin episode. Patreon.com slash excuse me, that's illegal. For more on that, ABP, always be plugging. Okay, that's enough of that. Let's get a couple jokes in, then move on with the show, shall we? I actually have two sent in from a listener named Gary, and he says, Which sexual position produces the ugliest children? Hmm, that's a tough one. I don't know, Gare. What is it? Why don't you ask your mother? (laughs) She'll know. (laughs) Oh, that's not very nice. Uh, Maybe this next one will be a little less rude. Probably not. Lay it on us, Gare. How do you embarrass an archaeologist? Give him a used tampon and ask him which period it came from. All right, everybody, hop in the minivan and let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with a couple tales of low-level true crime. And don't worry, my friends, I promise to get you back home in record time. And if the police pull us over, I'll just tell them it's an emergency. Episode number 91. 9-1. What? Unfortunately, or perhaps I should say fortunately, I don't have any amusing anecdotes about a time I called 911. That's okay though, because I found an article from People Magazine titled 911 Operators Tell All 29 of the Dumbest Calls They've Ever Received. Let's hear a few of them. I'm a paramedic. Once we had a young woman call 911 around 2 a.m saying that her legs were turning blue. Turns out, she had worn a new pair of jeans to the club that night. Ah, bitches be crazy. What else we got? 
had a lady trying to call an ambulance because she opened a package from Amazon at home, and she was afraid that her kid was about to have a major allergic reaction from the packing peanuts. The kid was allergic to peanuts, and when her kid mentioned that they were called packing peanuts, she freaked out. Wow. Yeah, even I know those are made of styrofoam. And lastly, I had a guy calling just to argue that his crystal meth is legal because he made it with store-bought products with his own hard-earned money. Well, it's hard to argue with that, isn't it? Wish we had more details about that guy. He sounds interesting. And surely, he'd get along with the two guys in our featured stories. Okay. Our first story takes us to Port Charlotte, which is a city in southwest Florida that has a population of about 60,000 people. Is Port Charlotte a safe place to live? I'd say so. Our friends at NeighborhoodScout.com give it a 43 on the crime index, meaning it's safer than 43% of U.S. cities. Chances of becoming a victim of a violent crime over there are 1 in 459. 1 in 255 for the rest of Florida. So it's real nice, as far as Florida goes. Let's travel back to June 5th of 2012. It's a Tuesday, a little after 9 p.m., and we're at a strip club, The Rippers. I checked out Urban Thesaurus, and according to their algorithm, the top five slang terms for strip club are shake junt, titty bar, peeler bar, thong dollas, spelt D-O-L-L-A-Z, and shake joint. I feel like I'm (laughs) definitely not cool enough to be saying half of these. Hey fellas, would you like to come join me at the local shake joint? The ladies are going to be shaking what their mamas gave them. Just doesn't sound right. Uh, Specifically, we are at the Emerald City Gentlemen's Club, located in the Charlotte Trade Center. This shake joint receives a less than stellar 3.7 star average from just 61 Google reviews. I was on their Facebook page and saw a picture of a lovely young lady posing by the pole. One gentleman said he'd like her to be his future ex-wife, while the other said, put some hot sauce on my burrito, baby. I'm not sure what that means. Anyway, let's hear some reviews. Dakota gave four stars and said, This was the best time I think I had in my whole life. I show up to the bar for drinks and end up playing pool with some Ukrainian guys who proceeded to pay for all my drinks and paid my way to the strip club. Once in the strip club, we went to the VIP section where we had about four girls show us their buttholes. End quote. (laughs) That sounds pretty good. And uh, for you guys not in the know, the VIP section stands for Very Impotent Perverts. Regardless, it sounded like a good time and deserving of a five stars, you would think. Okay, next, Billy gave three stars about a year ago and said, Had a security guard completely stare me down during a few different lap dances. Made me feel uncomfortable as hell. Don't know why Billy was making eye contact with the security guard during the lap dance, but yeah, I agree with him. That would be very disturbing. Let's finish it off with James and his five-star experience. I went on December 30th, 2022 and had a great time. I had never been to a strip club before. All of the dancers were pretty, and several were badass on the pole. I had a great experience. I will definitely stop back in the next time I pass through Port Charlotte. Of the dancers I remember by name, 
were Michelle, Paradise, Sierra, and Jasmine. Thank you, ladies. Okie dokie. Even though there were only 61 reviews, this still might be a popular joint. These commenters all seem young, and that got me thinking. I've been to a decent amount of strip clubs, and the thought never crossed my mind to hop online and give them a review. Good experience or not. And I think most dudes are in the same boat, especially the sleazy old regulars you usually find sitting in perverts row with their bloodshot eyes and pit-stained shirts. The only thing they're using the internet for is whacking off. Why give these ladies a review when you can just tell them how much you love or hate them in person through slurred speech and bad breath? Anyways, it's 9 o'clock on a warm Tuesday night. Emerald City Gentlemen's Club's hours of operation are 7 p.m. to 2 a.m. So things are in full swing. A man by the name of Everett Legas saunters up to the bar. But after a brief interaction with the bouncer at the front door, he's turned away. Did he forget his ID? Is he too young to enter the facility, you ask? Hell no. Everett is 47 years of age. And with his salt and pepper stubbled face, fast receding hairline, and wrinkle creased forehead, he looks every bit his age. Then what's the problem? Well, Everett is not alone. See, he has a companion with him. And it's not of the human variety. Nope. Everett decided to bring his kitten in with him to the strip club. That's a rather unorthodox move. Typically, people go to the shake joint to see pussy. They don't try to smuggle it in with them. Everett tries again to enter the bar and is again rejected, this time by management. They have a strict no-animal policy, and they're sticking to it, which is reasonable. People could be allergic or get bitten. Everett's cat may have fleas, and no one wants to leave the gentleman's club feeling itchy. I'm not saying it's never happened, but you know what I mean. I'm also not saying I haven't seen any animals at the Rippers. The one by my house growing up was always full of pigs, cougars, and rumor has it, even crabs. Crotch crabs are the worst. Everett, as you can imagine, isn't too happy. But hey, rules are rules. So he goes home, fixes himself and his kitten a warm cup of milk, and they turn in early and they call it a night. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know me by now, I'm just messing around. Instead, Everett sits his ass down in front of the bar and makes a phone call. And he calls, well, you guessed it, 911. And he lets them know that he's not happy with how he and his partner are being treated and that he ain't leaving. Surprisingly, officers show up. Must have been a slow night, or the operator sensed that Everett was unstable and decided to send a couple officers over, even though this clearly wasn't an emergency. I like that move. Sometimes the 911 operators just tell people that their predicament isn't an emergency and hang up on them, even giving them attitude. Which, hey, I get it. This clearly isn't an urgent matter. But even though it's not an emergency, what you do have is basically an angry trespasser, someone who's being unreasonable and not leaving a business. And that is a situation that can definitely escalate. So if you have the bodies, if an officer is available, it's a good idea to just send them over to nip any small problems in the bud before they become big ones. At least that's just my humble opinion. When police approach Everett, he's rambling, slurring his words a bit, not making a whole lot of sense. He's clearly intoxicated. They decide to be nice, though. They explain to him that the club is right in their decision to deny him and his cat entry. I mean, the cat doesn't even have any ID. Sure, it might have whiskers, but it's clearly not 21. Instead of giving him any type of ticket or hauling him into the police station to sleep it off, they call our boy a cab and tell him to go home. 
Simple. So Everett gets into the cab, but he's being difficult. He refuses to tell the cabbie where he lives, and in a bold move, he decides to call 911 yet again to complain about his issues. And about the police this time. Not a good idea. It's at this point that the police have no choice but to arrest him. They tried to be nice. Tried to cut Everett some slack, but he wouldn't take it. And he got nailed with misuse of the 911 system, disorderly intoxication, trespassing after warning, and resisting arrest without violence. Yeah, he put up a bit of a struggle, but they were able to easily subdue him. Smooth move, Everett. Oh, and to top it all off, animal control took away his kitten. Hopefully it went to a more stable home. Little fur babies don't belong at strip clubs on a Tuesday night with creepy drunk dudes. It just ain't right. I gotta tell you about Factor, everybody. Factor is awesome. And they make eating better easy with their delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Do you like to save time? Of course you do. With Factor, every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted and ready to go in just two minutes. There's no prep and no mess. The meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no cooking or cleanup necessary, which is great if you're a person like me who is always on the go. Eating fast food is fun, but let's face it, it's usually greasy and has become quite expensive. We've done the math, the numbers are in, and Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious, so you can feel good about your choices. So what are you waiting for, Illegalites? Head to factormeals.com slash excuse me that's illegal 50 and use code excuse me that's illegal 50 to get 50% off. That's code excuse me that's illegal 50 at factormeals.com slash excuse me that's illegal 50 to get 50% off. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Would you go to the gym? Go for a run? Read a book? Take a nap? I'd probably take a nap. Yeah, definitely take a nap. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? And therapy can help you find what matters most to you, so you can do more of it. It's also helpful for learning positive coping skills, and it empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And who doesn't want that? If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Sounds good, don't it? Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Here's what you gotta do. Visit betterhelp.com slash excuse me today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash excuse me. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at bet mgm 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Well, I enjoyed that one. And now let's move on to story number two. And for this one, we are headed right back to Florida, baby. This time to Jacksonville, which is the largest city over there, with a population of just under a million. Is Jacksonville safe? Depends on the area, but the short answer is no. Our friends at NeighborhoodScout.com gave it an 8 on the crime index, meaning it's only safer than 8% of U.S. cities. Chances of becoming a victim of a violent crime are 1 in 146, much worse than the previously mentioned 1 in 255 for the rest of Florida. Don't worry, though. Things aren't going to get too crazy here, so let's travel back to the summer of 2008. Lots of blockbuster movies hitting the theaters at this time. M. Night Shyamalan's The Happening. I enjoyed it. A lot of people didn't. The Dark Knight with Heath Ledger stealing every single scene as the Joker. Step Brothers. Fantastic comedy. And also Hancock, starring Will Smith. (laughs) That'll never get old. So, as moviegoers were rushing to see those flicks at the cinema, a man by the name of Reginald Peterson was rushing to Subway for a sandwich. Subway. The way a sandwich should be. That was their slogan from 1996 to 2001. In 2008, it was Subway. Eat fresh. That's the one I'm familiar with. They've had others, though. Think fresh, eat fresh. Fresh is what we do. Apparently, their slogan now is eat fresh, refresh. Was unaware of that. They really shove the whole freshness thing down your throat, don't they? According to Reginald's arrest report, he is 5 feet 10 inches tall, 220 pounds, with a muscular build. He's a black male, 42 years old at the time, and they describe him as having black hair, black eyes, and a dark complexion. Wow, really paints a dark picture for you, don't it? I saw his mugshot, and he has brown eyes short hair, a thin mustache, and a scar running down his forehead, to give you a better idea. Their description just makes him sound like a shadow. Before this incident, Reginald had some prior convictions. Burglary, battery, and disorderly. Intoxication. Or BBD for short. Not to be confused with BBC, that means something completely different. Although he may be guilty of that as well. Moving on. It's Thursday, July 31st, a little after 7 p.m. when Reginald enters the Subway Sandwich Shop on Atlantic Boulevard. This shop receives a four-star average from 276 reviews. JL, a one-star, four years ago said, Extremely poor customer service. This is now the second time they would rather focus their attention to baking bread or prepping tomatoes than tend to their customers that have been waiting a tremendous amount of time to be served. But it ponders the question, why is the bread the top priority? Last time I ate there, the bread was stale. We'll not be eating in this poor establishment again. Hmm, guess it's not always fresh. Lori also gave this place one star just a few months ago. Orders are almost never correct. And when they decide they don't want to do your order, they just cancel it and don't bother to call you. I'm so tired of this with this particular location that I'm going to start ordering subs from somewhere else especially since no one wants to resolve this franchise's problems. Yikes. Lori said that orders are almost never correct, and that's a perfect segue into our story. 
I know that her comment is 14 years into the future, but it seems like some things never change. And that is just par for the course with these big companies. The small mom and pop shops almost always have great service. They take pride in their product. But with these big franchises, the service, quality, etc. always seems to suffer. Reginald orders two spicy Italian sandwiches. He's a hungry man. And he wants everything on him. The works. Love it. Billy, the sandwich artist behind the counter, makes his subs. And Reginald pays and he walks out the door. When he opens up the bag to have his wonderful picnic feast, that is when he realizes that his subs are missing some ingredients. Most importantly, their special sub sauce. Now we already know that this place has a reputation for messing up orders, but ordering the works, it's a little bit complicated. I mean, the vegetables aren't an issue. But I don't think that means every sauce too, does it? Mayo, mustard, spicy mustard, hot sauce, barbecue sauce. And they have a whole bunch of other specialty ones. The list goes on and on. So I'm not sure if this is Billy's fault. If he put all those sauces on there, you'd have a soggy, sloppy mess. And they make the subs right in front of you, in front of that clear glass. So this is something that should have been discussed between the two of them. Or Reginald should have been watching to ensure that he got everything he desired. Maybe he went to the bathroom, though. I don't know. I'm just trying to keep an open mind here, not taking any sides. Reg is fired up. He goes back into the store and demands that Billy make his sandwich correctly. He wants this rectified. Immediately. And Billy's trying to give him what he wants, but it's too late at this point. Reg is upset. He's lost his cool and there's no reasoning with him. He's not a fan of Billy the Sandwich Artist's work. So he calls 911. If he can't get Billy to make his sandwich properly, maybe the cops can. The operator sends police to the location, but they don't get there right away. I guess a sandwich dispute doesn't get top billing on their list of priorities. So Reg calls yet again, and he's even more pissed off this time. He's yelling at the other customers and employees now. Completely flipped his lid. And when Reg steps outside of the shop so he can hear the operator a little better, Billy takes this opportunity to lock the door behind him. Smart move. And he also calls the police on their non-emergency line. It's developed into a scary situation now. Finally, the cops arrive about 20 minutes later, and they try to explain the situation to Reginald, tell him he can't be clogging up the emergency line for something so silly. But they can't get through to him. He's too angry. So he's arrested for misuse of the 911 system. He was also issued a trespass warning. Hey, look, we get it. It's annoying when they mess up your order at a restaurant. Maybe you've been waiting in line for a while. It's hot. The food's overpriced. You're hangry. Maybe your balls are sweaty. And you just want to eat. Whoever takes your order, maybe they're kind of rude to you. All this stuff starts adding up. But you can't freak out and lose your temper and start going crazy. Because then that's it. You've lost. Even if you're right and they're wrong, you can't start yelling at everyone and screaming at the cops. Because now your point is no longer valid. They're just going to focus on your behavior. And no one is going to take what you have to say seriously. And then you end up getting hauled off to jail. And then your sandwiches just get thrown away in the trash. It actually said that in the police report. Upon Reginald's request, the sandwiches were thrown in the trash. And now what? Now Reg has to spend the night in jail and deal with these new charges. And now he's eating prison food. You're stuck eating prison food, Reg. All because you couldn't control yourself. And I can guarantee you, whatever they're serving in prison, 
isn't going to taste as good as the stale, sloppy, overpriced sandwich you were going to eat at your local Subway. And we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 91. 91. What? I hope you enjoyed those silly 911 stories. Likely a topic we will go back to in the future. As always, I want to thank Steffi for voicing the disclaimer, the operator for providing that sweet, sweet theme music, and my boo for editing this episode. You know what time it is. Listener confession time, baby! So let's get criminal, criminal. I want to get criminal. Okay, this confession comes from a listener named Sheena. Hey, Leroy. Love the show. You literally make me laugh out loud. And one time, I even peed a little. Still waiting on that anal leakage, though. (laughs) Unfortunately. I listened to your recent McCreepy Guy episode, or whatever it was called. I worked at a McDonald's when I was 16 for about a year. No creepy customer experiences to report, but I did work with a guy we called Pervy Pete. Pervy Pete was so creepy. He was maybe 30 years old, hardly ever showered, very greasy. He even had a little mustache that he would stroke nonstop. Ew. Why did we call him Pervy Pete, you ask? Well, any time he made a burger for a lady he found attractive, which was almost all of them, he would give it a kiss. Just a quick one on top of the bun. No tongue or anything, but it was enough to make my skin crawl. I definitely told my girlfriends not to eat there, at least while Pete was working. I'm not sure why we didn't report him. Everyone just kind of found it funny. This was in the 90s, by the way. A different era, I guess. Different era indeed. Wow, that's wild. Could have been worse, though. At least he didn't rub his wiener on the buns. Although a kiss is almost creepier, in my opinion. Not sure why. It's just more in-your-face, more romantic or something. Oh, well, at least he made the burgers with love and didn't make the secret sauce. Thanks for sharing, Sheena. I wonder what Pervy Pete is up to these days. Probably an incel, right? Oh, boy. Send your petty crime confessions or stories about creepy dudes that you used to work with to excuse me, that's illegal at gmail.com. And like my girl Sheena here, you could have your story played on the air. There's a link to my email, PayPal, Patreon, and all that good stuff in the show notes. Before we get out of here, I have a promo to play for you from a podcast called Brew Crime. Mike and JT sip on some suds while telling you tales of murder and mayhem. What more could you want? I'll let these dudes tell you all about their kick-ass podcast in a moment. As for myself, meet me back here in another 10 days, and I'll happily serve you up a hearty helping of soft course gum baggery. Peace. Take it away, Mike and JT. Welcome to Brew Crime, a true crime and beer podcast. This is a podcast where we pick a theme, cover a few cases, and pair them with craft beer. Join me, Mike. And me, JT. As we explore the world of crime, conspiracies, or whatever catches our attention. You can find us on social media at Brew Crime or our website, brewcrime.com. And you can find us on any podcast app at Brew Crime Podcast. Join us as we discuss the horrible crimes that surround us and maybe, eh, probably, nah, definitely tip a bottle or two back as you do it. Drink with us the second and last Tuesday of every month.
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.